The truck is running. Where are we going to today? We are heading to South Carolina to a fun town that involves Albert Einstein. <gasps> a grist mill from 1768 that pretty much started this whole town. And an overpass that used to cover the kind of main focal point of this whole town. And we are heading to Greenville, South Carolina. Stay tuned and listen to why you want to take your RV and your family to Greenville, South Carolina. Here we go. Did you know that 46 million Americans plan to take an RV trip in the next 12 months? 90% of recreational vehicle owners take three or more mini vacations every year. Welcome to the RV Destinations Podcast. If it's RV travel, we're talking about it. From campgrounds to museums to national and state parks, kayaking and hiking opportunities. One of the most fun and pleasurable things you can do is just hit the road. So be ready to be inspired. Welcome in to the RV Destinations Podcast. Now your host, President Randy Beheimer and Editor-in-Chief Callie Beheimer. Hello and welcome to RV Destinations Podcast. This is the podcast series where we talk everything about RV destinations across the United States and Canada. I am Callie Beheimer, Editor-in-Chief of RV Destinations Magazine, and I am here with Randy Beheimer. I'm not the lovely Randy Beheimer this oh, week? Oh, I'll give you the lovely Randy Beheimer. Okay, thank you. Thank you. The president of RV Destinations Magazine. And we are actually joined today by Carrie Hanrahan. Hello, Carrie. Well, hello there. It's great to join you guys. Yeah, thank you for joining us. We brought you aboard to talk about all the fun and fabulous things there are to do in Greenville, South Carolina. So that is what we are talking about today is Greenville, South Carolina. Well, we, we, we definitely appreciate bringing you on. Carrie is one of our writers uh, in the magazine, one of our newer writers, and we're actually getting ready to feature her first article in the May 1st issue of this year, uh, which was San Antonio. And just what an amazing writer and amazing photographer. We, we're so glad uh, that we were able to link up and yeah. have you writing for the magazine. We just love it and really excited for this relationship and what's to come with it. Absolutely. So uh, some background on Carrie is she does a lot of traveling and she is a phenomenal, phenomenal photographer. So she captures landscape, wildlife, and it's all throughout of her travels uh, across the United States and even internationally. And we are just so incredibly impressed with her work, not only on the photography side, but the, the writing side as well. So it's just, it's a perfect match for us and, and what we're trying to get out to our readers. So Carrie, thank you again for everything that you're doing for us. Oh, it's been great. Um, it's been a wonderful adventure to get on board and actually just be able to share all these great places that, you know, are in the United States and elsewhere that everybody needs at some point to be able to, you know, pack up, take off and see something new and exciting. Exactly. Totally agree. I'm all about get out of your backyard. 
Get out of your neighborhood. That's right. <laughs> so, so, so as we always do, let's start off with some fun facts about Greenville, South Carolina, since that's the uh, topic of the day today. And I, I just pulled up one here. Uh, Callie's a little bit more prepared than I have been. I've been on nonstop. I hope you're not taking calls. the one that I have. I have. I've got. I've got a couple so, here. Now. So the only one I see here is that uh, Greenville is located on what originally was Cherokee land. Yes, it was, and it's had a couple different name, including one of them. I think it was. Uh, Pleasant Town or Pleasantville, but I didn't write that one down. That was just off of memory. But some of the more fun, interesting facts is Albert Einstein actually has ties to Greenville. So he had some family that lived in Greenville and he would visit Greenville and his grandson, Kloss, is actually buried in the Woodlawn Memorial Cemetery. Did you know that, Carrie? I did actually. Ah, so okay. so yeah. a true, a, a true local Greenville citizen. <laughs> That's right. Now, now you you live in South Carolina, correct? But maybe not Greenville, or do you live in Greenville? Correct. I live in South Carolina, about forty five minutes from Greenville. Okay, so, so you visit a, you visit many times then. Oh yeah, definitely. It's a you know if we want something fun to go do on the weekend, or honestly, even just sporting events, um, theater, anything. It's the the closest area for us to get to that has incredible things to do. Gotcha. Nice. And, and so South Carolina, being known as a hot and steamy place to live, actually averages five inches of snow each winter. Yeah, yeah. I had that one written down too. You just stole that from I me. Stole your Th- thunder. That was that was my thunder. That's it's okay. gone. We're, we're married. You, we're married. Your thunder's my thunder. <laughs> I don't even know how that works. I get fifty percent of the thunder. <laughs> All right, I'll let you go. Okay. And the last fun fact, there's there's many, many more, is that the ball field there is a miniature Fenway Park, which I thought was super cool. And what do they mean by that? Like it's designed like Fenway Park? Yeah, it's designed like Fenway. And I think you talk about that, don't you? Yep, we absolutely will. As I say, they even have the green monster. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Well, then let's let's get into these top 10 and hear more about what there is to do and see in uh, uh, Greenville, South Carolina. And we're going to start with number one, which I thought was really cool. The Swamp Rabbit Trail. Um, This runs 22 miles through the heart of Greenville. And it sounds like it's just a a cool place to go to kind of pick up a lot of other things to do there in Greenville as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, It actually was a hard one for me to figure out where to put it on the list because honestly, it could have been number one or it could have been number 10. Mm-hmm. It goes honestly anywhere because of its connection to so many things in um, Greenville and the surrounding areas. So it's um, a wonderful bike trail that it hiking, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Mainly I, I view biking on it and it is highly used um, throughout the people of the city and also just, um, you know, a great place to find parks and the zoo is nearby and it's, you know, it's an old railroad corridor, which a lot okay. of these areas tend to be. Um, but it what's really neat is it follows along the Reedy River, um, which again is another big part of Greenville in itself. So there's it, it's it's a great trail to be on. Um, there's restaurants along the way, breweries, uh, just lots of starting and entry points. Um, and it takes you all the way out to the cute little town of Traveler's Rest, um, which if you have extra time is the it's a great stopping point to have lunch and then turn around and bike back to Greenville. Now, no, so this is an urban trail. I mean, when, when I read trail, I automatically think hiking trail, but we do a lot of hiking. So, but this is more of an urban trail. It's paved and 
uh, and you just walk along and you have shops and stores and stuff like that. Correct. Um, it's it's urban and kind of rural. It has because of its distance um, going out to Travelers Rest. It actually goes through downtown Greenville. Um, so the zoo area down through the Reedy Falls Park, and then it continues on out to Furman University, and then more kind of country riding a little bit once you get out towards Traveler's Rest. So you kind of get a little bit of everything on this trail, which to me makes it that much more fun because you have the urban aspects of, you know, restaurants and whatever you want to stop at in the town but then as you get farther out you get a little bit more peaceful ride a little you know a little more country so you kind of get a little bit of everything here so so what would you say your favorite part of the trail 22 miles obviously uh, not many people are going to hike that all in one day uh, i'm saying hike but again walk walker uh, so, yeah. so what what yeah. what do you feel is the best part of the trail for you personally um I kind of like the area, um, Unity Park area, uh, which is new, and we'll be talking about that too, is mm -hmm. kind of a cool area on the trail just because there's, um, you know, a brewery on one side, there's an area called the Commons on the other that has restaurants and um, a brewery in there, but has a great just play area um, that they've created. And then I really do enjoy continuing on out to Traveler's Rest. Um, it's a great little community that you know, just has a little bit of everything and the peacefulness of that ride. Um, the downtown area that's in the uh, Reedy Falls Park is great, um, a little congested in the summer sometimes. So it's kind of more, for me, more of a pass through to get to those other locations. Oh, really cool. Really yeah, that's cool. really cool. And it sounds like, you know, you, you had already mentioned it, which is number nine, the Greenville Zoo is mm -hmm. accessible off of the Swamp Rabbit Trail. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a, um, the city has a number of parks and Cleveland Park, which is one of the um, pretty good sized ones, larger ones. The zoo is located just on the edge of that. And so is the Swamp Rabbit Trail. So it's kind of okay. one of those areas where, you know, you can go to the park, you can either ride through there and then hop off and, you know, walk up to the zoo and see that it's a, it's a great, cute little zoo. Um, it was founded back in 1960. And it started off really small just with you know local animals essentially to the upstate mm -hmm. and then started you know expanding as you know a lot of small zoos do it's still not a large zoo so it doesn't take a lot of time you know an hour or two during the day um to go off but you know you get to see lions and giraffes and you know they have a red panda oh neat uh, yeah you know they have, now they have over 90 species of animals there so and being open seven days a week it's, you know, a perfect spot. And if you, you know, are there in, in the fall, they do a, a really fun fundraising booth, booth at the zoo event. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I don't, you know, I love little quaint zoos like that. I you know the big zoos are incredible because, you know, you get to see so much, but it, they almost become overwhelming. So I mm -hmm. like the little zoos because I feel like it's, it's a much more a personal approach to getting to see animals that you probably don't get to get that experience with at a larger zoo. Yeah. And they had, you know, and they have a great education center. So it's definitely a um, hot spot for schools. You know, they can bring school tours there and get it done in a decent length of time. And the kids have a great time, you know, learning about everything that's there. Um, and the, the staff is wonderful. It's just, yeah, it's a really fun place to be. Sounds awesome. So getting to number eight, Unity Park, you already brought this up a little bit. Tell us a little bit more about Unity Park. 
Yeah, Unity Park. It is the newest um, park in um, Greenville, and it's it has kind of a interesting history. Let me find where I'm at here with different things. Um, it's a 60-acre park. The Swamp Rebel Trail runs right through it, which is, you know, really nice. Mm -hmm. Lots of green space. Um, they've built four state-of-the-art playgrounds, a large splash pad, um, basketball courts, walking trails. But what's really cool in that area is because the park is there, they've also created a welcome center. And then the a, area I talked about before, the commons area is there that has a, a coffee shop, a brewery, some restaurants. Um, so there's just, there's ton to, tons to do there. And it's been just so taken in by the neighborhood. Um, you know, everybody who is there loves loves the fact that it's there. And it just really, um, it's, it's great to have another, you know, city park that just connects the, the community. Yeah. And, and I love that when, when cities do that and, and create spaces like this, where it really does become a community gathering area, you know, it's, it, we, we had that before and then we got away from it. And I love that we're now getting back to that in these big community spaces. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And it's one that, um, you know, for obviously we're in the South and things have changed over all the, the centuries and years. And so mm -hmm. this park does have a special meaning um, for the neighborhoods that surround it because it does merge um, two previously segregated parks within the city. Oh, um, neat. Yeah. So it really has, you know, it has a history and that, you know, I think that really connects with a lot of the uh, local community. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. I love that. Absolutely love that. And, you know, moving on to number number seven, which ties into number eight. And I love how all of yours are tying together. This is fantastic. This is so great. But the, the breweries. So I'm not imagining that Greenville is a huge, massive town. So to have 20 breweries in Greenville is is crazy impressive. Yeah, it's it's, um, you know, again, Greenville is a town that is growing pretty rapidly. I mean, in the sense of it, it's kind of gone through this great resurgence um, and that has created so many interesting opportunities for um, a lot of businesses to come in and, you know, new small businesses to grow. And the craft brewery scene to me in this area has become huge. Um, I've focused kind of in my top 10 of just saying, you know, like the downtown area, because that seems to be the area where so many things are at. Mm -hmm. But there's a number, you know, in the far reaches of the greater metro area also. So, you know, if you're downtown, there's easily walkable ones that are, you know, they're in old mill buildings and old car oh, garages. Oh, you know, cool. All the, yeah, all that cool stuff. Yeah. And so, I, I see too that you have there's some dog friendly tasting rooms. So being a, a mom, a mom of two dogs, I I, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, one in particular, Fire Forge, which we enjoy going to. They have a really nice, um, just kind of like outdoor beer garden area that they've truthfully kind of created so that you can bring your pets. You know. Oh, I love it. Yeah, and be out there if you prefer not. You know, of course, you can go inside or sit anywhere you want. But it's yeah, it's great to have these areas. So yeah, you can bring your 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 pet family with you. Awesome. All right, so let's get serious for one moment. Not that uh -oh. we. Uh -oh. Uh oh, I know. All right, so you are leaving Greenville, South Carolina, for the the last time of your life. Oh boy. What is the, what is the brewery 
you go visit and have a beer at? Which one is the one that you go to? Ooh. Oh, boy. Um, I would say probably Yeehaw Brewing. Oh, yeah. With a name like that. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Yeah. No, they're great. They're downtown. Um, they actually have six locations now throughout the, the U.S. Um, Impressive. They started in Tennessee, but in downtown, they've, they've extinct even expanded a bit in the last year or so. And they put in this great outdoor seating area with a big screen TV. We were there watching a soccer tournament not that long ago. Um, and they have a great uh, hot chicken restaurant in there. Ooh, yeah. So yeah. So yeah, that's definitely one that's um, high on my list. Nice. Okay, nice awesome. Yes. So moving on to number six, we got the sports scene. You want to tell us a little bit about the sports scene? Oh yeah, no, I I I love the sports scene in Greenville. Um, the probably the most standout one for me would be the Greenville Drive. Um, they are a minor league team that is the Boston Red Sox um, affiliate, and that's where we were talking about having you know the stadium and everything that's so similar. And it's they do so much fun stuff. It's such a family friendly um, event to go to. The stadium is gorgeous. Um, it is located what's called the West End of Greenville, mm -hmm. but it's walkable from downtown. Um, it's all kind of in that same region. And their field is called Floor Field. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just a gorgeous, gorgeous field that tons of fun fam family events that they do. And then the field itself also then hosts um, is hosts some different um, festivals throughout the year. So it actually has a lot going on there. Nice. Um, the next one then, if you're into something a little different, is our hockey team. So the Ooh. minor league hockey team is called the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh -huh. Going back to our Swamp Rabbit theme. Mm -hmm. um, and again, they've extremely family friendly. Um, tons of fun events that they do, you know, during the games they have, you know, for donation things, they do the, uh, like the teddy bear toss. So you can bring a, an, a teddy bear to donate for <laughs> charity. Um, just all kinds of great fun adventures there. And then we have a, an, a little bit newer side of things is um, the men's Greenville Triumph soccer team. Oh, and so they've just kind of started in our area, I think in two, maybe 2020, somewhere in that vicinity. Um, and then right off of that, then we also then got in 2021, the Greenville Liberty women's soccer team. Oh, yay. Yeah. So, you know, there's all kinds of outdoor fun sporting activities and obviously tons more. You know, we have universities around that have, you know, their college games and all kinds of things going on. But yeah, if you're in that downtown area, the Greenfield Drive is definitely one to go to, you know, Friday night fireworks, all kinds of fun stuff. Oh, fun. And and I had to look this up while we were talking because, you know, Swamp Rabbit keeps coming up over and over again. And I was like, you know, is this like slang for something? Yes. <laughs> no, it, it's a swamp rabbit. It, it is. is an actual rabbit. Yep. And it's the yeah. largest cottontail found in the swamp wetlands around here. That is super neat. Yeah. Isn't that wild. Yeah. That is. I, I wondered that when I moved here too. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what's a swamp rabbit? Learn, <laughs> learn something new every day. That's right. Absolutely. We are here to educate folks. Of course. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Another trivia answer. 
<laughs> All right. So moving on to number five, and I think this is going to be um, just an incredible thing to see is the Shoeless Joe Jackson Museum, uh, which I, I see on here. It's free to enter. And I'm so big about F-R-E-E free. And I think that's amazing. So tell us a little bit about this museum. Yeah, this is a, a, a really sweet museum. Um, it's not large because it was actually Joe Jackson's home. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And so it's actually, it's been moved twice. Um, and its current site, which I'm sure will be its permanent site from now on, is literally right across the street from Floor Field, the Greenville Drive's home. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So that's really super cool. And yes, they are open. Um, mainly, it's mainly a Saturday opening, like 10 to 2, but then they will be open before or after um, baseball games. Oh, nice. So you have an opportunity, you know, to go in there. So, um, you know, depending, I don't know how many people know about Joe Jackson, but he, from here, he is a South Carolina native um, and, you know, got his name from mm -hmm. when he took his cleats off during the game because they hurt and he hit a home run and ran the bases. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So his name came from there, but he has quite, he's a really interesting history there. The museum goes, you know, does some talking about, you know, him um never was able to attend school his family mm. was very poor so he actually started working in one of the um textile mills when he was um 6 years old oh my gosh yeah extremely young trying to you know help provide for the family wow. and everything so you know he's just he went on to obviously go from the the <laughs> mill league the textile mill league that was here and mm -hmm. played in the major leagues um so the museum is it's it's one that um, has history in it. There's a lot of um, reference materials that you can see too. But there's personal items since obviously it was was his home. Um, one of their goals there is to um, banish mm -hmm. <laughs> some of the ideas behind, unfortunately, his um, banishment from the um, the game itself yeah. um, afterwards. And so they're they're very wanting to you know try to set things right um in that regard yeah, there yeah. but but it's a cool little museum um the other parts of it even though it's not part of the museum you can actually what i'm going to call the full joe jackson experience uh -huh. because we have the museum there's a statue of him at the entrance to floor field there's a liquor store in town that he owned oh, that cool. you can go see um, there is his memorial park, which is super cool because it has the baseball field where he played in the textile league. And then he and his wife um, are buried in that same Woodlawn Memorial Park. Oh, okay. So there's, you know, if you have any baseball history that you want to be part of, you can get a whole shoeless show Jackson experience here. That's incredible. Yeah, so amazing. Moving on to number four is... My favorite thing, and the oh, whole reason food. we love to, you know, the whole reason we love to travel. I think, I think, oh, it, food yeah. and enjoying the local restaurants is one of the coolest things to do. It when you're really traveling. is. Yes, yes. So, so tell us about the food scene there. Oh yeah, no. I say, I mean, I think everywhere has a food scene nowadays, but uh -huh. Greenville's is definitely one to be said. I mean, even Forbes in 2020 said that Greenville was the south most tasteful small town oh so, cute yeah so you know i mean they're actually getting recognition you know for their food scene um there 
fun fun facts you could actually take culinary walking tours through downtown Ooh. where you know you go actually with a tour guide and they take you to a few different restaurants where you get like little small plates and stuff like that and they give you some history of the area so that's kind of fun but yeah if there is all kinds here you know barbecue indian southern cajun german pretty much if it's on your bucket list <laughs> it's you there can, you can probably find it um you know you're in the south so breakfast is a big deal here mm -hmm. um we have a, a restaurant called biscuit head and it is almost since i've been living down here discovered that biscuits are almost like a southern competition oh yes and so it's like who makes a better biscuit so you know biscuit head great place for breakfast um we tend, I'm, I'm from the north originally, and brunches are a big thing in the north. So moving here, trying to find a brunch area was a little bit of a challenge. Mm -hmm. But no doubt, we found it in a downtown restaurant called Sobeys. Okay. And they have a, an incredible brunch. Um, yeah, so the food thing, scene is huge. The coffee shops are great. There's a couple downtown. I'm a big coffee shop uh, person. I am too. Yeah. So I, you know, I find them all when I can. And we have a place called Coffee Underground. And it actually mm. is 12 steps down underground. Oh, cool. Which is super cool. They have great coffee and desserts. And they're fun because they actually have a small theater underground also where you can <laughs> go and see, you know, weekly comedy or music or poetry kind oh, of that's stuff so cool yeah see so i love this lot. all the fun things you learn when you do these podcasts yeah tons of fun places so yeah so what what uh would sobeys be your favorite uh restaurant or what, what would be your favorite restaurant and i, I know that varies every day you feel one day you feel like right biscuit, one day you feel like, like something Chinese. else but, but one place that you know every single time you're gonna have an amazing meal you, you get excited when your husband says let's go here well mm -hmm. what place is that it would be Sobeys. Sobeys, oh, there we go. Okay, okay. Yeah. good to know. So if you're yeah. in Greenville, folks, then head over to Sobeys. And we're not being <laughs> sponsored by them at all. But yeah, if, no, hey, Sobeys, yeah, but Sobeys, if you want to send us some food, I can give you our address. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So all right, we're moving on to number three, the BMW Zentrum Museum, which I think is cool. And another one that I see is FREE Free. So yes. tell us a little bit about the BMW Museum. Yeah, a really cool museum here. Um, it's they came to this area mainly as a good, I don't want to say a good draw, but at a certain point, there was a lot of, you know, Greenville was a textile town. Mm -hmm. And once, unfortunately, that after the Great Depression and everything happened, the textile industry essentially collapsed. Oh, wow. And so this area was very down on its luck for quite a long time. And so um, in the 50s, 60s, and even later, companies were trying to figure out ways to lure, you know, everybody here. And so um, Michelin started in 86, and then BMW arrived in the 90s. Oh, and wow. that has really turn things around um, here because of them being here. It also brought in 30 more suppliers. So 30 more oh, companies wow. for jobs. And yeah, it was a pretty amazing um, turnaround for this area, which was sorely needed. Um, and so going to the museum is is really neat. It's, it's not a large museum um, in the sense of, you know, spending hours and hours and hours, but it's super cool because they have 
stunning restored classic cars, Ooh, um, yes. you know, from the beginnings of time. They have the famous Isetta, which is kind of like their flagship um, hmm. car that was there because they it, it, it's a tiny micro car um, oh. that they bought the rights from an Italian manufacturer and started manufacturing this tiny, tiny car that became super popular. And so that kind of just, you know, brought everything to a head. And from then on, everything was just uphill um, for them and made things great. So they they have that in there. They actually have the James Bond Golden Eye Z3 cool. car. Very cool. Sweet. Which is super cool. And it's cool because it was the first um, BMW solely made in the United States. Oh my gosh, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah, so it's super cool to see that the first the very first one off the line was that car that they used oh. there. So there's all, you know, they have those, they have some BMW motorcycles. Um excuse me, and then they have uh also the Formula 1 car that they one of them anyway that they have in there so the museum has kind of like those it has a cafe and a little shop but then if you do want to take it farther they do offer offer factory tours mm -hmm. which again are not on the expensive side it's 10 to 25 dollars depending on which type of tour you want to do but it's a full factory tour where you know you get to see everything happening um on the line and so it's you know it, it's a little out of town it's you know majority of the places on my top 10 list are really on kind of like the, the downtown spectrum mm -hmm. this is between greenville and spartanburg south carolina but oh, yeah. to me it's it's worth the drive especially if you are you know a car person um, yeah, you just, it, it's just so fun to see the history and get to look at all these old classics. So I know one of the cool things, uh, a couple of years ago when I was having my midlife crisis, <laughs> uh, I told my wife, I said, I, I want to just order one car that I don't have to be practical. I don't have to be efficient and I don't have to worry about price. Uh, well, within, re within, <laughs> within reason, reason. Within so reason. I, yeah. you know, I, I grew up and I wanted a Porsche 911 my entire life since I was about 12 years old. And, and and it's funny when I sat in the, you know, two years ago when I sat in, I'm like, I just don't like this car. It's too small. Plus spending this kind of money on a car, just it, it's a lot of money. And, and so anyway, I gravitated that there's a point to the story. I gravitated to a BMW and I ended up ordering from the uh, um, factory an M340i, I mm -hmm. think is what it was. Um, and, and, and it came over the... Uh, uh, it came over uh, on a ship yeah. from Germany and they uh -huh. would bring it to the South Carolina thing. And I could go out there and they, they present you with this whole, this whole uh, day like, where you get to try out your vehicle. I, I right. think you even get to run your, uh, your vehicle around the track before you sign like, all the paperwork. I, I believe they said, I, we, yeah, I didn't, you do. <laughs> I, I, I didn't do that because I it just couldn't work it out with my schedule. I went and had them ship it into Cincinnati, which is where I picked it up. But, but what a really cool experience mm -hmm. uh, that would have been. I would have loved to have that. So if you're looking at ordering a BMW, uh, that, that's an option for you. You can have it shipped right there to Greenville. Very, yeah. very cool. Yeah, very cool. Nice. Well, let's move on to number two. We only have two left. Uh, and that's the performing arts scene, which sounds like it's pretty extensive there in Greenville. Yeah, um, performing arts are huge. Actually, the arts in general um, are huge in, in Greenville. I kind of just focus more on the performing arts end of it. But, you know, if you have a desire for anything else, there's um, a couple of beautiful uh, art museums and tons of 
artists actually that have shops kind of like right down near that Rady Falls Park. Um, mm -hmm. So that's super cool too. So, but with the performing arts aspect of it, kind of like the hub area is um, the Peace Center. It's, it's kind of a complex. There's kind of like the main um, concert hall. There's a smaller, a little bit more intimate theater. And then there's an outdoor amphitheater that's right on the Reedy River um, that has really wonderful um, events that go on. So, you know, in the concert hall, you know, you can see anything from Broadway shows like Wicked and Cats. Oh, wow. Um, this year on the agenda, we're going to have John Mellencamp, Kenny Loggins, Lady A are coming. Wow, those are some huge names. They are. Um, the Greenville Symphony plays there. Um, and I know it's far off, but I've already been looking in 2024, they're going to be playing all the music from Harry Potter. So I'm oh, extremely excited about that yes. one. <laughs> and then, you know, in the smaller theaters and stuff, there's, um, there's the Carolina Ballet. So they come and do productions. Um, so there's just all kinds of stuff, you know, the summer, the outdoor amphitheater has lots of different um, musicians, mainly, that come to that, like the Whalers with their reggae music are going to be in the amphitheater theater this summer so you know the peace center itself is a huge complex but then there's all these small um wonderful theater venues we have a place called the warehouse theater center stage and they just you know they do kind of like the little bit more local type um shows and productions but they're all still at such a high caliber that you know you can go anywhere and not be disappointed oh that's great it's just a, a huge variety of things to do in the town Oh, yeah. Tons. Yes. And then uh, you, you're going to present me with number one so I can do my amazing uh, drum yeah, roll? Yeah, so, so uh, this is becoming custom now <laughs> yeah. uh, in our fourth pro podcast here. Uh, so Callie does the Christmas vacation drum roll. Mm -hmm. when, when Clark's out there getting ready to plug in the lights, he says, uh, and I'm give doing me, the motion. Give, give, me, give me the drum roll for number one. Ready? <laughs> 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 we are extremely talented people. So talented here. <laughs> <laughs> never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> All right. So number one is? Is the Falls Park on the Reedy and Liberty Bridge. So, yeah. yeah tell the us pride about of The pride of downtown. Um, if you need or have a desire to see any urban park in the U.S., this should be number one on your list. It is the most beautiful park I've probably ever seen. Um especially knowing the beginnings of it, that mm -hmm. it, it has had such a transformation that it really has been the driving force between the, the revitalization of the downtown Greenville area. Um, you know, with Greenville, again, being that mill community, there were a lot of factories and mills and stuff built right along the Reedy River. Mm -hmm. And so at one point, uh, you know, a regular auto bridge called it was built, it was the Camperdown Bridge was built literally right over the falls. Oh they were my not, gosh. You, you couldn't see them. <laughs> and the area became very polluted and just not good. Um, and so in the 60s, um, a group called the Carolina Foothills Garden Club really began kind of the initiative of this area needs to be cleaned up and we just need to, you know, fix it yeah. essentially. And so that kind of started way back then, but then things really progressed and, um, with $13 million initially being invested, they tore down that auto bridge in 2002. Um, the, you know, so the falls could become visible again and 
at that same time, they constructed this incredible um, suspension bridge. It's called the Liberty Bridge, and it's a pedestrian-only bridge um, that the suspension is only on one side. So oh. you have a full view from there looking down over onto the falls and the surrounding park area. And it's just stunning. Um, wow. Absolutely gorgeous. So it's one of those areas that, again, the Swamp Rabbit Trail mm -hmm. goes right through there. You can ride your bike through. Um, it's a 32-acre park. So there's um, gardens within there that, you know, you can wander through the flowers are gorgeous and then obviously the falls itself um especially after it's we've had a rain mm -hmm. oh my goodness um just you know cascading down over absolutely beautiful um the public gardens there still is in that area and if you can follow signs and look there is a wall still there from a, a 1776 grist mill that oh, was neat. built yeah, built on the, the um, shores there. So it's just, yeah, it's a stunning area um, to the point where this, I think it just opened this past year, they built a Grand Bohemian Hotel, um, literally at the end of the Liberty Bridge. You walk across and there's this enormous, gorgeous hotel that... Um, is very earth centric. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it has a huge stove fireplace and the check-in area looks kind of like a grotto. And so they've really embraced the, the park area into their decor. And so, yeah, definitely one of those places that I would say you just shouldn't miss it. It's beautiful and connected right to downtown. So there's just everything you would want to do in a vacation is right there. Yeah. So I know you touched on this briefly, but I'm reading here that uh, pretty much Greenville started right there at the foot of the falls on the Reedy River in 1768. Mm -hmm. That that's So when you're sitting there, you're sitting at the the beginnings of Greenville, South Carolina. Wow. It, that's, that's, that's where the whole city began, basically. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It's, I mean, it is the center of, I mean, it, it was considered what they called a cotton town, um, you know, and that is the textile industry is what drove that area for years. And it was very successful until, unfortunately, you know, everything collapsed after the Great Depression. But, mm -hmm. you know, that's really what helped build that area. But then on the flip side, it also had a hand in destroying the falls and the pollution of the area too. So it's kind of come full circle. Yeah. That, that's, uh, that's, that's great. I, I want to see that fall. I, I, I love falls. I, I'm a photographer as you are, Carrie, and I love to mm -hmm. take pictures. Of, we do waterfall hunting all the time down mm -hmm. in Tennessee and just absolutely oh, awesome. love it. So, but, but yeah, so another thing we want to chat before we wind things up, uh, is, uh, we usually try to talk about how you get around town. Uh, you know, how spread out is, uh, um, Greenville? Is it something that everybody can walk to? I know you said the trail and talked a lot about that, mm -hmm. or is it just by cars fine? Or how do you recommend people get around in Greenville once they're there? Yeah, depending on, you know, where you're, you're staying. Um, if you're, your RV staying, there's really not a lot, you know, in that vicinity. Parking would not be real great to bring your RV to. So I would really recommend more of, you know, Putting it at your campsite, Paris Mountain State Park would be a great place. Um, it's only about four miles from downtown. Um, and so that would be a wonderful spot to park an RV. And then either, you know, truthfully, four miles, you can Uber downtown or, um, you know, any other type of public transportation that way. But, yeah, unfortunately, the parking setup is not great for you know, larger vehicles that way. But the one advantage is once you are downtown, 
there is so much in that area um, that, you know, you don't have to leave. Everything's walkable. Okay. So there's a, you know, that advantage to once you're there, you can walk to everything. So I wouldn't necessarily say that you would have to drive, you know, if you didn't need to, I would, taking an Uber down there would be just fine. I got you. Got you. And what, what type of public transportation is there? I assume buses. Uh, is there a Metro there? Uh, not a metro. There is a bus system. And then on them, kind of like, I think it's Main Street um, that goes from like the Falls area and up where there's all kinds of restaurants and shopping. They do have a trolley. Oh, nice. A hop on, hop off type trolley. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a tour trolley. It's more of just a get you from point A to point B. But, it, you know, it's one of those cute little trolleys that, you know, everybody's got to say, hey, I rode the trolley. Yeah. Gotcha. So leave leave your RVs uh, back at the campsite. Take your if you got a toad, if you're pulling a toad or if you're uh, pulling, mm-hmm. you got a truck pulling an RV, you know, detach it and, and get down there or just, as she said, Uber down or uh, if you can get a bus. Uh, so the second topic we want to talk about is campground. You m- mentioned one in Paris Mountain mm-hmm. State Park is is definitely one of the higher rated one. Uh, there's another one called uh, Traveler's Rest in North Greenville. Are you familiar with that? I am, actually. I just looked that one up this morning because I wasn't familiar with it. I knew um, about the Paris Mountain State Park. Um, Yeah, Traveler's Rest, it's going to be a little bit of a distance for you for that one, a little bit farther, even though it does say North Greenville. The only advantage is it does put you closer at the end of the Swamp Rabbit Trail with the little town of Traveler's Rest um, that way. But yeah, no, that one looks um, great. It has... Oh my gosh, I think 44 sites up there. Um, and they have, you know, like the Camp Canine there. The one thing that they they just started this last year at that Traveler's Rest is uh, mining is a big thing here. So they actually put oh. in like a little sluice mill so that you can, you know, sluice your own gemstones cute. at the KOA, which is kind of cute. Um, they are probably about, it looks like on average in August, about $88 a night something like that. Um, but it's a really peaceful setting up there. There's um, Johnson Creek, all the sites, I think, except for two back up to the creek. Impressive. Yeah. So that one looks really, really like a cute site. Um, yeah. And the Paris Mountain State Park is, is a very popular park, but the campground looks gorgeous, super peaceful. Um, I think they have 39 or 40 paved sites there. Um, RVs can be up to about 40 feet um, for the size of there, but it's a 17 acre park. It has four um, lakes in it, uh, 17 miles of hiking trails. And so with being only, you know, a four mile distance to downtown, that would be a super easy one to probably be able to, you know, get an Uber from and not have to, you know, worry about your vehicle or anything like that. And now, now I have to worry about driving back up to one of the breweries. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. Well, that, that's, uh, that's all. It looks like there's uh, probably about uh, 10 campgrounds all spread out through. Some of them uh, didn't get as good a ratings. The the two we just mentioned now had the two top uh, top ratings as far as Google goes. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but it does it seem like Paris Mountain might be the one to do if you can fit in there. Um and uh, they are, do you know if they're full hookup or not? I, I didn't have time to research that. Uh, I think it's, uh, when I look them up just to be sure, they were that, that, that's electric, right. water and electric, and they have a dump state. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah, okay. that's pretty common with state parks. Yeah. That's why I wanted to bring that up. Of course, Traveler's yep. Rest probably has full hookups there, yeah, I'm if assuming. It's a, but, if it's a KOA, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Only advantage to the state park, of course, is they're $45 a night. Yes. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Absolutely. A little bit more affordable. <laughs> 
Well, Carrie, <laughs> yep. Carrie, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we also wanted to give you a moment to chat a little bit about it. As, as we mentioned early on, uh, Carrie is an amazing photographer. Amazing. She's got a she's got a great website. It was uh, one of the reasons we wanted to jump on her really quickly to to start providing content for the magazine. But why don't you tell us a little bit about your magazine? Where where are your website? Or excuse me, our web your website and where our um, listeners can go to to check out more about you. Sure. Yeah. No, um, you can, you can find me at carriehanrahanphotography.com. Um, it's, uh, essentially my fine art website of things that I, when I have more time and I get a chance to actually try to perfect more of my images, I try to put them on there. Um, it's also access there where I do, because I do travel quite a bit. Um, I do a lot of stock photography, so I have a link to there for images, you know, that anybody may need. Um, and then I have a blog that is also a link on there. Um, at this point, definitely needs to be uh, caught up upon. I've kind of ran out of time with all the other things I've been doing. But yeah, take a look and, you know, find me out, see what I'm see what I'm all about. Well, thank you so much for that. Yeah, de definitely check her out. Uh, again, her photography is amazing. I, I haven't had the opportunity to read in your blogs, but certainly have read your articles you've submitted to us and and you're a very gifted writer as well as photographer. That that that's a really unique uh, trait to have to be a you know because what we find is uh, and, and we've always been looking for a balance of both. But we find a great photographer that's not such a good writer, and a great writer that's not such a good photographer. But to to score you, Carrie, they got both uh, has been a blessing for us and a blessing for all our subscribers of the magazine. But <clears throat> I wanted to let you know you can definitely. Um, uh, for everybody out there that's listening, uh, you can get the top 10 PDF that's absolutely free uh, here in the notes. Just look down in the notes section. You There'll be a link there that'll link you over to our website to be able to download our, our top 10 of Greenville, South Carolina. So if you're, if you're traveling there, you'll be able to download that and take that with you. Yes, yes. So thanks again, Carrie. Thank you so much for joining us today and covering the top 10 things to do when you are in Greenville, South Carolina. And again, as we mentioned, definitely download the free F-R-E-E top 10 PDF in the link below. And please rate, review, and subscribe to follow us or join us on the podcast. And you can find us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. I am Callie Beheimer, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank Safe you, travels. You've been listening to the RV Destinations Podcast. Hitting the road in an RV is one of the most popular things to do nowadays, and it's our passion to clue you in on where to go and what to see. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, visit our website at www.rvdestinationsmagazine.com. And from there, you'll get a more in-depth look at destinations for the RVer. Thanks for listening. Be safe out there. And we'll see you next time on the RV Destinations Podcast.